Hey guys, welcome to episode 26 of the JV Club with the marvelous Great Delisle. It is uh, an episode that's been a little bit of a long time coming. Talked about this on the Cool Up episode, but sometimes when you have dear friends uh, that you know you want a podcast, you sort of end up putting that on the back burner because you just feel like, oh, we've got all the time in the world. We could do it anytime. And then instead you do it never. Um, so I'm so glad that we that we finally did it. I got to apologize straight away to the Cora fans because we don't really talk about Cora that much. Um, and in fact, we get pretty uh, candid about life stuff. So if you are a huge Cora fan and you're like under the age of 13, I mean, I don't know why this would dissuade you. I don't know who is going to be like, listen, I trust her. I'm going to turn this off right now. But if for some reason you don't want to hear conversations about, um, you know, a little bit of tough family stuff or some kind of stuff dealing with sexuality, I would uh, say, you know, feel free to not listen to this if you're if you're just hoping to hear stuff about Cora and Azula, because we we sort of joke about it a little bit, but we don't really talk about it. I'm not really sure what we would talk about um, specific to that, other than that we are both completely madly in love with the whole um, series that both series and that we adore the creators and Nickelodeon and all that. Um, rest assured that is all true. And, um, you know, we talked about, uh, you know, if we feel like questions weren't answered and stuff that we would always be happy to do another podcast and, and direct our answers more specifically to questions that you guys have. So I just wanted to say all of that for the Quora fans out there. I wanted to also do some shout outs. I'm, I know that I need to uh, revisit some of the wonderful things that you guys have written in about, but I have been keeping a pretty decent log this time. So um, I'll get the rest of you next time around. But uh, I'm proud to say at least I have some 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 shout outs. Um, I want to thank Alex. Uh, that's Alex. A-L-I-C-S, who sent me a lovely Facebook message. On Twitter, I want to thank Christina and Megan C., Clippers and Beer, Lucy, um, uh, J-Y-J, Shannon, Anne, Dan's Acoustic Garage, Chris P., always, Patrick and Stephanie, Benoni, Katharina, Christina, Salamander, uh, Thomas, and uh, via email, Hayes sent me a lovely, lovely email. Jen Waters via Facebook. I don't know why I just said Jen's full name. <laughs> Jen, I'm sorry. And Eric S. via Facebook. Um, and like I said, guys, I'll, I'll come back around to some shout outs that I probably hadn't had a chance to record yet uh, down on paper to remind myself to do this for this intro. I've been recording my intros earlier and earlier because I want to stay on top of stuff um, during the busy HuffPost live week. It is the weeks of the Democratic and Republican elections. I'm not going to get too didactic on you, but I do encourage you to pay attention, make sure to vote uh, when the time comes. And um, we're doing a lot of election coverage. So if you're into that kind of stuff, definitely check out HuffPostLive.com. And just as a reminder, in general, I'm on live from 3 to 7 p.m. every single day of the week online. And then um, 
Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday of this week and Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday of next week in tandem with the conventions. We will also be kind of hanging uh, loose from 7 to 9 p.m. Pacific time uh, online, and it's going to be much more playful, and we'll have comedians on, and uh, it's a little bit more of a party atmosphere. So if you guys want to check that out, please do. That is it for the plugs. Um, I like to think of it not so much as plugs, but just as an encouraging... um, note on how to stay in touch with me because a lot of you guys have started showing up on HuffPost Live and commenting and I love seeing you there and I love um, exchanging live comments with you and sometimes I shout you out on the show live so that's been really fun. This is a very, very, very long intro. This might be the longest intro in the history of my intros. Um, But uh, I hope you guys are having a a fantastic week and um, I will uh, talk to you guys soon. Okay. Now entering Nerdist.com. Podcasts have been a long time a coming. This is no exception. Um, this might be the longest time a coming of all of the uh, the ones I've done. Did you get all my phone calls and emails? I did. I not only did I get your phone calls and emails, I got a lot of tweets from people I that sit it. I have dog sat. Oh. I have bought you clothing at outlet malls, and I am not. Oh on my the god, podcast. you really have done all of those things. <laughs> But I wasn't at your wedding. Um, <laughs> and that trumps everything. Uh, for today, this morning, uh, my, my voice is very deep. Mm-hmm. So if you need any Barry White renditions, I'll be happy to oblige. I, how about Rick Astley? Ooh, Rick Astley. Yeah. Remember when because Rick Astley... I'm never going to give you up, Janet. And I'm never going to give up trying to get on this podcast. Are you going to let me down, hurt me, or desert me? <laughs> never going to get a job. Never can do anything. <laughs> <laughs> I always just. That's the, the, yeah. what I just imagined was that's Rick Astley having had the resurgence of popularity because of the Rick rolling thing, being like, I gotta capitalize this on and write a second song. And then trying to write basically the exact same song he wrote the first time around, but being like, what didn't I cover the last like, time? Let's twist again like we did last summer. Exactly. Um, no, I just, I always imagine him singing that like as an ex-boyfriend, like, I'm, I'm never going to give you up. I'm never going to let you down. I'm never going to run around. I'm never, but there's also other, a lot of other things I'm never going to do. Yeah. Like pay for dinner or yeah. have oh. the cable bill. Make you feel respected in any way, but I'm never going to give you up. So don't go anywhere. <laughs> you give me up. I'll kill myself. That's right. Mm-hmm. Those are the best kinds of ex-boyfriends. I feel extra loved, kind of. Um, I know. That's when you really know that you're valued by someone is when they threaten to kill them. Guys, this is... (laughs) Guys, you know... You know we like to whistle in the dark a little bit on this podcast because we've gone down some some tough roads together. Um, All of us together. It's abundantly clear I'm here with Gray Delisle for many reasons, not the least, least of which is that you clicked on something that said gray delisle so you can't this is not a surprise and then it's immediately of gone to a horrible dark place that's right from the get-go some would argue that the horrible dark place was rick astley and that the rest of the stuff that followed was totally a, a bright layer um peeled away from the rick astley sadness um 
Gray showed up. I Gray is uh, a gorgeous, gorgeous woman, which we talk about sometimes on other podcasts about how funny it is that she does voiceover because, because she's not stunning. Janet's sort of homely, but she's so funny and smart. That it doesn't matter. Get back to you. Um, but I, but Gray is noted for always having like the most beautiful red lips, and so. Um, when I knew she was coming over, I took extra time rather than setting up my gear. I just made her sit through the whole process of setting up my gear because it was so important to me to put on red lipstick that that's what I was doing what instead of preparing myself. It's like a, it's more like a crayon. You are good. You are good makeup. I wear Ooh. the, you were great makeup. Store. No, I mean, I, but all my makeup is from Rite Aid because I saw that Oprah episode where she said that it's like, all the same stuff. The same place. My <sighs> lipstick I got is, I will say this, my lipstick, this particular lipstick is from, uh, like a beauty supply store that it, it was, it's like an, some kind of organic yeah, red crayon thing. And stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Does not test on animals. Mine um, is L'Oreal Beyonce. Color. Oh, Beyonce. But th- at the end of the day, are they look, they're it's very similar colors. But you, this is one of the things I love about your reds and your red lips is that you don't go to pink red. You you always have, it That's seems like red. frequently you have a good, well, like a little bit of an orangey undertone. And ice. This is fascinating. I, I'm already, are you riveted? Yes, I am. <laughs> I can't take my eyes off of your lips. <laughs> well, I was raised by my grandmother and she uses like fire and ice, like Revlon fire and ice, but it smears all over the place. It's kind of an orangey red. That's a, the the association I have with what you just described is the idea of having it on my teeth, mm, which yeah. I don't know why, mm-hmm. because there's no reason that one lipstick should get on your teeth more than another. Well, now I wear the kind that doesn't come off of your teeth. It, no. <laughs> it actually doesn't come off of your lips or your teeth. It's well, like which you have to, like, that's the Beyonce one. I mean, I definitely work hard at getting it off of there, but sometimes I'm like, oh, great. It's not, it's not on there. And I can't just go, mm, right, drops. right. I can't do that. Right. Because it's on there. What's the so what so the consistency of the yeah. Beyonce lipstick is is like, like a per, is like a thing that permanent. doesn't wear off. It's like a paint. It's, it's like paint. Yeah. And I bought it like I bought every. You know when old ladies are like, my pants, they're not selling them anymore, and you want to go. It's because nobody should thing. be wearing those pants. <laughs> Why are you wearing those pants? I feel like that. It's like nobody's selling my lipstick. No. so I bought it on eBay. Look, yeah. I I I am a firm believer. That's one of my voices. I'm sure many of our this is one of my voices. It's no, a good it, one. No, it, oh, it's a good. So this is one of your commercial, one of your commercial, I buy things in bulk voices. Um, I, I do the same thing. I have to default maybe. Um, I got to check out this lipstick because I don't ever, I don't think I, every time I try to use a lipstick like that, it's so drying that I feel like it just peels off and like a, a toothbrush. I scrub them beforehand to get all the, that's a whole thing. You exfoliate. You brush your lips today. I didn't brush brush my lips today. (laughs) I you brush your upper lip that. though, because I can see a little handlebar mustache. Going. Yes, well, I groom it. Well, I groom it and wax it. I mean, I'm not, I'm not a Neanderthal. I had this friend that had like a mustache, like a mustache. I mean, it I, dark, a dark mustache. No other way to say. I mean, she was like a beautiful girl, but she had just in the corners a little bit. She had a little bit of an Asian man yeah. mustache, just like on the corners, like these really dark hairs, and she had this like ivory skin and dark hair. And I didn't, I was thinking like, what is going And then I was like going, I, I'm going to go get my, I'm going to go get wax. I'm just going to go. I would like mention it too much around her, like my <laughs> habits. I'm like, well, I'm just going to go. Out Basically like you would with a boyfriend where yeah. you sort of want them to think it's their it idea. Yes. You know, and then she was like, um, I said, you know, I just shave mine sometimes. If I can't get to the salon, I shave it. Cause I do like yeah. if I, if I can't, I mean, there's not like much going on. I've never had my lip wax. Can I just say yeah, that? And I do, I mean, I do have, fa- I do have like fuzz. I can't ever, I've never noticed you're so, but I'm blonde yeah. and I'm worried that you don't it'll want to, like, Barry like, Gibb, you know, 
I don't. The blonde people run the risk of that. Of like, (laughs) (laughs) well, no, but it's something that I've wondered about. But I'm, I, I worry that once you start doing that, you can't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Those are all. I don't know. Like, well, won't it grow back thicker? And I was like, then what? Do you have? (laughs) This is the problem. This look. This goes all the way back to like the women's study stuff, and and. This is what we, I mean, I talk about this on the podcast all the time in terms of like the values that our society places on stuff and the expectations of beauty. And here we are talking about red lips and that feels very kind of shallow. shallow. (laughs) It feels, it feels a little shallow. It also feels like, you know, uh, who are we doing it for? If she wants to have have a mustache, mustache. it's it's fine, but you don't know, is it like she's not a, I just don't know. I, I just don't just know. A, I was raised by an 80-year-old woman, and there's I have a lot of those kind of ideas of like, shave your mustache. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because I was thinking, if it grows back thicker, I don't care. Like, if I had a mustache, I would be just You would rather have it gone purse. for the rest just, of your life yes. by maintaining it. Let then, it be gone yeah. for five minutes. Then yeah. on there always. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you know, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah. she has every right. She but all she does have every right, but I mean, those conventions... Those conventions and the whole thing about aesthetic beauty is just, just, it's a real struggle. I mean, here I put on, you know, I put on my red lipstick for Greta Lyle because I wanted to pay tribute to how beautiful I think she always looks. But I've seen you without makeup and you're gorgeous too. It's not like... doesn't think so. When she sees me without red lipstick, she's like, Mijita, what is wrong with you? Let's let's talk about your grandma. Let's talk about your grandma (laughs) in the context of your uh, teenagerhood because she was a huge, 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 huge part of uh of those formative years yeah. um so tell us uh let's She's let's jump in is great and awful as I see <laughs> you have yeah. heard a thank and curse she likes pretty people tell me where tell me where you were you're were spending your teenage years um well by, by by the time i was in high school my mom had me a lot more you know she got married and kind of got settled with but you so you stayed yeah. you stayed with your grandmother but earlier when I was on much younger yeah yeah we slept in the same bed and she told me all kinds of stories about like her youth and, and her, where in the United States was this happening in El Cajon California mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah is that near San Diego it's a very chic neighborhood uh-huh. in mm-hmm. East County uh-huh. <laughs> yep. no Section Eight are you familiar with <laughs> when I would look. I would look in the newspaper for open apartments. You go look for Section Eight. Really? I was like, Grandma, Grandma, Section Eight, okay. It says Section Eight, okay, which meant we could live there because government assistance was provided. Oh, bless. Okay, I miss government cheese. I was like, it's does government cheese taste different than regular cheese? Oh, yes. This is what they don't want you to know. You were getting what you were you were dropping some fantastic morsels of cheese and more. <laughs> I got to put this into perspective for everybody. Okay, I'm going to put it into context. All right, El Cajon mm-hmm. is near San Diego. Yes, it is. It's in San. Diego it's County. in San Diego. It is it's the east part of the a, It's a poorer area. Yeah, well, they're kind of having a resurgence in their little downtown. Okay, yeah, they have a Starbucks. And your mom. Tell me a little bit, you know, my mom I mean, had you me have... really young. I love my mom now. And I feel like there's bad stuff about her on the internet. And I feel bad because she had her struggles. I mean, if I had had a kid when I was 19, I would be not a good mother either. Yeah. <laughs> I would have been like, could this you hold this baby for listen, about 12 this is, years? Yeah, this isn't, I mean, I, no, you know, if you, if you, if you want uh, teenagers out there, if you want uh, incentive to not get pregnant, 
Um, it's really hard to be a teen mom (laughs) and gray can attest to her experience with her teen mom. Mom. Yeah. She was always the cutest mom though at the thing. Well, that's the most important to show up to. It's better than being a caregiver. She's an awesome grandmother. That's she's really good to text because she's probably like going. Well, that happens a lot of times too. I think, you know, people, I don't know. I don't know what that is. Is that, I don't know if it's that you, the, you know, if it's a combination of everything, if it's partially that, uh, you know, maybe there's some recognition of, uh, not having done a great job with you. I'm not speaking just of you, but just the phenomenon of, of bad parents becoming good grandparents. If it's like you get to kind of make up for your mistakes or maybe you're totally clueless and you think you were a great parent, but your child just notices that you're a much better grandparent than you are a parent. I don't know. She, she's like, when I was little, she was like, that friend that you like have a fantastic time with but they're not there for you when you really need them to i mean you know you kind of just enjoy them when they're there because she was really great when she was there yeah so i mean i have really great memories i mean there's little games that i play with my son where we like fold the paper in half and we draw like a monster head like i draw the monster head and then i he can't see it and then i give him the paper back and he draws the body and then we open it up and see what kind of oh that's cool that's a really cool game i mean i don't know if she made if she invented it but i remember doing that with her and thinking you know what when she was there she was fun yeah yeah but that's not mothering yeah Yeah. say (laughs) but your grandmother really did kind of step in and take that role on so so your mom was 19 when she had you so how old was your grandmother as she was sort of mothering you which did she have your mom young also my she had my mom when she was 27 she married my grandfather when he was 19 and she was 27 she did not know that he was that young until they were filling out their marriage license and then she wouldn't tell him how old she was well i understand that How old? And so he didn't know how old she was either, in other no. words. And he didn't really care at all. Yeah. Mm-mm. Oh, my. Yeah, I know. She was the Mexican lady from she, the wrong side of the tracks. I guess. Yeah. And your grandfather, was, was he Mexican the, or was no, he No, he was like the only son of the white owner of the hospital in the town. He was this like is the a, richest family. This is town. a bodice ripper it is. of oh, a romance oh, story. And they, and, and they had to have my mom because... I mean, they had to... I mean, I'm sorry. They had to get married because... Um, she got pregnant. And I don't even know. It. She says that they didn't. She, okay, she swears. And I believe, I mean, she's very Catholic. I, I believe that she said, we, can we talk about this? I yeah. Okay. She said, we were just like really, really heavy petting. And he said, can I just put it between, you know, can I just put it between your legs? And just like, and she said like, he, you know, and she was like really excited and she went to the doctor and he said, you are right. He's like, it's a one in a billion oh chance. Oh my God. But if you're. You know, it can. Nope. You know, it can oh, God. Okay. God Again, girls, it. do not take I any know. chances. She used to tell me when I was little, like, if a man says he is hurting down there, don't believe him. He will be fine. <laughs> and I'm like, eight. And I'm like, okay. Oh, you know, and I God. didn't know what she meant. And then later on, I was like, oh, okay. Wait, okay. So it sounds like she didn't even do it with him on her honeymoon. She wouldn't. She, she didn't do it with him oh, until like the man. third night of their honeymoon. And he was like, you're my wife and you're having my baby and I, we need to have. Oh, man. Okay, but it sounds like, what, did your grandmother really say that when you were eight? Because it sounds yeah, like there's, she, that's even that, as much as a great kind of mom as your grandmother was, it sounds like from such a young age, you were just given too much information. Oh, and I do it too. That's the problem. I do. I tell text too much. Like I, But wh- who decides that? Who decides like all that? that? I don't know, though. It's confusing because yeah, I don't know I think, who decides should that. Should I hide it? I don't know. But like, you know, I don't, I'm afraid of leaving him out in the restroom if it's like a busy we were at an airport i can't just leave of him course. outside the stall so he was like three or whatever and, yeah and he saw a little bit of 
blood. Like, yeah. So gross. I are we talking about this? I don't know. I uh, we can talk about, about this stuff. But we anyway, can talk about this but he stuff. saw and he was like, Mom, oh my God, what happened? Are you okay? Oh are you okay? God, this oh is the stuff God. you never think about. This is like, I mean, I'm listen, I'm sure I Jenny McCarthy know. wrote about it in her motherhood book because that their whole thing was like, I'm t- telling people what no one says. I don't know if anybody out there has read this book. Uh, let me know because yeah. this stuff that you're saying seems like stuff that everybody should sort of think about and know about and and, and you don't know how you're going to deal with that stuff until it's happening like what yeah. would you do of I, course. Well, I just said oh don't worry it's all fine it's like you know I mean it just means that a woman can have a baby that's all yeah. it means I'm fine he's like well does it hurt and I was like no it doesn't hurt I said sometimes my stomach hurts a little bit but it's not it's fine and yeah. he's like oh and it calmed him right down but yeah. now whenever he catches any sight of any like you know like underwear drying or whatever he's like oh good oh, baby. oh no <laughs> he's like you can have a baby are you having a baby oh, I'm like, no, I'm no. Not. oh god that's now everybody knows. amazing and i hang my laundry in the bath of my gross <laughs> target underwear i wonder if I'll, yeah if i end up having a kid and it's a boy these are i'm gonna well i've already said this to you a million times but i'm seriously gonna be like a, a speed dial emergency line Aww. every second of he's every so day he, you can you know he's I, I we got to get into text in a second because I love him per- so much. But I wouldn't say every kid you can tell. That, I just right. have to gauge by your kid because yeah, I guess so. Yeah, because like my friend April, her daughter doesn't even know about like death or whatever because she kind of like spins into like you know she's easily you yeah. know it, she'll dwell on something. But yeah, I was like I can't even. She's like, well, we're waiting to have that talk and. And I'm and uh, April Stewart, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So anyway, I was just picturing her daughter because she's yeah. like so striking. Oh, she's amazing. She's amazing. Ooh, she's like but a little from like another world. Dog died. He, I, he, I was like, don't mention it to Annie because she it, it'll upset her and she doesn't really know all about that. And then I was thinking, when did I tell Tex about death? I don't. I think it was he was like two and saw a dead baby bird or something. Yeah. And I just said, and he was like, what happened? And I was like, you know what? Everything is born and it and it has its life and it dies and he's like but that's just a little baby one and i was like oh <laughs> that's a really good uh, point <laughs> yeah some things die once you start down that road how yeah. do you yeah okay well we're gonna and get then into they bury you in a, a box bit. in the ground <laughs> but i'll never let that happen because i want to be burned to death dear let's have a cookie <laughs> Oh, I mean, I'll be already dead. I didn't mean to say burned to death. Uh, that's that's a that's a grim oh, image. I mean, once I'm dead, I want to be burned to a crisp, and then you can scatter my ashes. Won't it be fun? Um, yeah, that's that's hard. That's a really hard. It's hard to know like where you're setting the boundaries and what it's and and how much. I mean, it's a whole other conversation. But just yeah. how yeah, how much you tell t- tell a child. After which time you just stop the story and say, yeah. "Okay, now we've reached a point. Now I've told you this much, but he's now we've reached a point where I don't know if you're going to understand that this." With, he's like, no, why? He's so why? Well, yeah, I mean, Jared's always like, my husband is always like, well, "You're just telling him way you you just you don't j- just lie. I'm <laughs> just saying, you know." And I'm, but he knows. He knows when I'm just brushing something I know. in the carpet. You got well. Your we need to start a very, podcast very called special. a whole. Other, that's a whole other conversation. That's a whole other we'll, conversation. We'll just call it a whole other conversation. We could do fifty-two episodes of just you <laughs> just and your me outtakes. on the, on our on our little spin our tendrils that we spin off on on our tangents. I don't um, like those because they're hair related and, and hair or weird Japanese monster and anime related <laughs> that like do <laughs> horrible things to you, right? Well, I think the tendrils can. Yeah, tendrils or tentacles. I oh, think. Okay. I think because a tendril can be like a climbing thing of ivy that's sort Tex of called. Oh, you're right. Tex called the octopus ant arm a, ten, a tendril, and I said, "Oh no, it's not a tendril; it's a tentacle." But you know what? I think he was right, and I corrected him. Interesting. Interesting. We have some research to do. We're going to be seeing him shortly, so we can have a conversation with him about that. Um, so you're so when you're when you were staying with your grandmother, your mother was just sort of having the youth she, that she felt that yeah. she had been. I mean, deprived she of. had me. She had me a lot of the time. Some. I mean, not a lot of. The time. She had me. A, 
fair amount. But but by the time you were a teenager, she did have you more. Yeah, she got me back when I was thirteen. And but and I hate to say this because you know we've I've tried to like bury the hatchet with him because you know he's I invited him to the wedding. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I do love him, but he's a loose cannon. Like I told him, I said you can't come to the wedding, and he's like, "Why?" My this stepdad. We're talking about my stepdad. Or your stepdad. My stepdad. You know, I write my real dad's awesome. Yeah. love him. Have a great relationship with him. And he remarried when I was five, and um, he tried to get custody of me, but it was a big long. My mom didn't really want that. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, so, but my stepdad, we've had our, you know, he was physically and verbally abusive, and it was, yeah. But, um, but you know, I know he had a horrible life. Like, his kids, like, killed his childhood pet, and his dad crushed his tricycle with, a, with the car because he got, like, grease on his jeans. And, I mean, he almost killed them when he was seven. Like, he had a gas can in his hand. And, so it's a cycle. Yeah. It's a cycle. yeah. But, I mean, so considering where he came from, he yeah. actually was great. He took it real easy on you. <laughs> he was great. Ay, ay, and he's ay. great to my brother, so I feel bad yeah. because my brother, I mean, my brother knows he's a hothead and that he screams and yells and, you know, and he's kind of verbally you know he's like what are you doing that's stupid you know i mean just just kind of stuff like that yeah but um but my brother doesn't know him like i did and, yeah. he, and i and i feel like it kind of hurts him when he the more he learns about what i went through because my brother loves me but my brother loves his dad and that's you know. a that's got to be a really hard thing is to be the sibling who got less of it yeah. and who had a good relationship with both and but then I'd rather have sort of that to make peace. <laughs> it's hard but not as hard <laughs> It's the first kid. Correct. Yeah. Of course. Of course. <laughs> I mean, please, hard. I'm Let's certainly not, not say saying it was like harder for him, Janet. <laughs> that's exactly what I'm saying. Ray, you've been very selfish through this whole process. Think about how your brother must have felt. You're the lucky one. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> so terrible. <laughs> no. Oh my no, god. Um, but and so, you know, I have like a soft place for him. I have like a soft spot in my heart for him, but I also have to stick up for myself and my boundary which I didn't. I didn't stick up for myself. I invited him to the wedding. <laughs> because I just felt like, oh, I felt bad. He yeah. Well, this is, I mean, we don't, I, oh, I look, just said, you're I, a you loose know. cannon. And he's like, but I won't be, I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to have an outburst. And I said, but that's what a loose cannon is. They don't know they're going to be a loose exactly. cannon. Exactly. <laughs> if you were nice and reliable yes, and we could do something could. to prevent it that was like, because yeah. you were, you know, predictable yeah. in that way. He's but. really, really religious now. So that came into play a little bit because we're Mennonites and like our, our Mennonite pastor was there like being all. What is that? Yeah. What is a Mennonite belief? Um, it's, it's, it's a very, and you were raised in this religion. No, we were, I was raised Pentecostal, which is very much like Mennonite. We need like three hours. There are going to be so many unanswered questions. I'm going to get so many comments from people that are like, you never explain blah, blah, blah. I know we don't wear bonnets or overalls. Some people at our church do though. I think like a lot of the hipsters are like Mennonites. Yeah. Yeah. We listen to the Decemberists. (laughs) I got it. Intelligentsia. I got it. Jesus. Yep. Um, did you see like um really nice coffee place did you see higher ground no oh my god you've got to see it it's okay. vera farmiga she oh, she directed it oh. and she stars in it and it is about oh my god i can't believe you haven't seen this movie i don't know if you guys have anybody has seen it i mean maybe i'm crazy but you know how you watch movies on yes. a plane and they all suck because yes. you're on a plane yeah i watched this movie on a plane and i still loved it if that gives you any indication of how much i loved it Maybe it'll turn out that I loved it only because I was on a plane, but I guarantee you, <laughs> no, it was really good. It was much funnier than I expected. I think I was expected because it's a really, it's a, it's just a small little indie movie, yeah. but it's about this community of hippies. I, I don't know that they're Mennonites. I, I don't think that word is ever used, but it's yeah. a Christian community of hippies uh-huh. and it is a combination I don't think I've ever seen depicted before. Mm-hmm. It's like 70s era. Like if you saw 
if you just saw them hanging around, you'd be like, oh, this is the free love era. Like, this is yeah. not religious. This is like people smoking pot and having sex with everybody and like talking about, you know, well, um, there is some Carlos pot, Castaneda. Is my, I, mean, right? like, I mean, they talk. So about maybe it. this is so like because well, because then they start think. talking. They're like, Jesus wants you to get high. Jesus wants you to go down on your wife. Because oh. da, da, da. I mean, it is like taking the naughty and the nice and combining them in this really specific like hippo hippie hippo hippo this hippie free animals. love jesus way and yeah, that's kind of I it's mean, we don't fascinating like i'm sure that it happens all the time though it there's like no uptightness at our church at all i wonder if that's if they were like considered mennonites i was afraid to talk about medical marijuana and my friends at Aerosmith because we were kind of new and i thought well i don't want to you know and then one person's like i'm trying to see, does anybody grow any marijuana because i need because i'm doing hospice care for some, i mean because everybody's like yeah. very into volunteering and yeah, all that yeah. so like and i really would love to get some for my patients but i can't you know some of them have trouble with and i'm like oh we're talking about it and we're at sunday school so (laughs) that's so amazing yeah and how does that and how does that uh compare with being pentecostal is that because people have weird associations i think with being pentecostal like like speaking in tongues and things like that there's a lot of even though it says like you know judge not lest you be judged like the bible all that stuff but i mean it's a very i mean here i am gonna i'm gonna stamp stamp something of course, I think every religion that you grow up in becomes like we're talking what about you don't your experience. With it. Yeah, we're talking about yeah. your experience. I, mean, I feel like I have about- a really close relationship with God, and I talk to Jesus. God, you know, I talk to I in my head talk to Jesus all the time, but I don't. I mean, the teachings of Jesus, that's the thing. Mennoniteism is like just the teachings of Christ. Which like, is what gets it. lost in the shuffle in so yeah. much and conventional none Christianity. And the other stuff that's in the Bible really gets talked about much. Because they were, they, there's a, well, we did a whole study on it where how much later things are written and how a lot of it was written by, you know, the Roman Empire trying to get people back, like, you know, give to Caesar what is Caesar's. That's in the Bible. Yeah. Jesus would not have said that. Yeah. Jesus was like a radical. He so do you kind of keep it simpler so you don't so you don't bring in the sort of like, you can't be gay and no, you can't there's, be there's this. Less, it's really just about like human a, kindness. Yes, eh? we had people sharing I'm not together. Canadian. I don't know why I said eh. <laughs> It's about human kindness, eh? <laughs> this is why you're getting the voiceover roles. <laughs> I have one. Gray has it's quite a role though. 3,000. Um, no, but like this gay couple stood up the, the other, you know, Sunday and was talking about they're, they're trying to have a baby, this lesbian couple, they're trying to have a baby and could everybody pray for them? And, you know, they're going to go through, they're doing their shots or one of them's doing shots and, you know, and, and Jared, who grew up Catholic, is just looking at me like, are we talking? Okay. Is this happening? I mean, and not that he's yeah. judging. He, he, you know, he loves everybody, but he's yeah. just thinking, this is really weird. It seems actually really, um, I mean, I don't, you know, that I don't, I'm not, I don't believe in a conventional God, but what you and I have in common and the sort of openness that we feel about things, it seems like it could be my cup of tea also. Like, awesome. if you're going to be in a community of people, just be really open and honest mm-hmm. and and be human and just talk about the stuff that's happening and 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 maybe not, I mean, I know that that sort of, for a lot of people that privacy and the and the decorum missing in that you know is shocking but yeah. I, mean, I don't know i guess really i just feel like oh, we're all to be kind and good and do the things that jesus taught that's like really the main thing about the church like it's it's the least judgmental environment of people that i've ever been around and um and i love texts like being with those kids because i know their parents are teaching them to you know be kind and yeah even though they shouldn't have handlebar mustaches if they're girls that's where i draw the line <laughs> <laughs> i took text to h&m uh, the other day you were kind to your friend I, even though you 
Yeah. You took taxation. I, I went a little Pentecostal up in the brain. Yeah. <laughs> what mm-hmm. are you doing, woman? Mm-hmm. Smite that beard. <laughs> and that beard did not get smote. Um, you took him to H&M? Oh, I took him to H&M. And it's always a crapshoot in there because like half of the guys that work there are kind of transsexuals. And yeah. Tex was like, what's your name? That was kind of his way of going, are you a boy or a girl? <laughs> and he's like, Jerome. But he has like full red lipstick and... You know, Ooh, I love I that. Mean, or it's and, like going and, to Mac. It's like going to the Mac store. Outfit. Yeah, and That's so, fabulous. But and so we left, and he, I could see his little wheels turning, and he's like, "That sometimes boys look like girls." But and I was like, "Yep." But let's talk just, about this for a second. Because, oh man, again, I can't believe I, I'm wasting time ruining the fact that we only have an hour. Is this supposed to be like biographical? Because I mean, I no, it doesn't I, have I to be at all. To the Christina Hendricks, because it was like, I love Mad Men and I. Love well, that's and fair. I thought maybe I should like not listen to the others. Some I don't stuff is more. My... Some stuff is some. Some podcasts are more than others. I think we always touch in with that kind of stuff, but sometimes we end up going down roads that don't necessarily involve like that kind of, I mean, I, I could talk to you forever. I don't think any, I, I hope if People anyone feels annoyed. like, listen, if anyone's keeping tabs and is a huge gray fan also feel free to um, make a list of all the unfinished stories and all the information you wish had come out. And then we'll or just do a podcast where we answer all of those about. questions. Okay. That's what I should do. Okay. Um, and that goes for like Cora and Azula fans too. Yes. If you're listening to this, because it's the, the marrying of two Cora uh, characters, because we're probably really Cora. not going right. to talk about that Sitting at all here on your living room floor. How sad that my voice is Cora, so I can't even be like, now, I, now I'm Janet. Now I'm Cora. Oh, there, no, there's a little bit of a difference. And now I'm Janet again. Um, voice bender, are you? I wish that were true. You are. Um, but that was one of the things that I told fans when they were like, can you tell us what happens next season? I'm like, Nickelodeon bent my voice, guys. I can't. I literally have I they've been voice bended. I said bended. that I was like on the next i just said i'm doing its character called wow on the next yeah. season and then i thought am i ever gonna work for nickelodeon again i hope it's so. Fine. so people have people have revealed far more than that okay. i think than and, and been okay but i definitely don't ever talk about it <laughs> um but um uh, i the, the idea i was gonna bring up because i wanted i actually pitched a sort of gender fluidity um pitch for HuffPost Live and I'm really hoping that my bosses approve it because that is specific to children Mm -hmm. and one of the things that I thought about was this idea of Tex like he likes to sort of play this like sister yeah he likes to play this little girl named Sarah who's his sister is she she gone she he puts a he puts like a A t-shirt over his hair so it's like this long beautiful white hair (laughs) and then he's just a different person and I love that and I love and then I also have my friend uh I mean, I, I don't know if you want me to talk about it. I have a friend who's uh, has a son who loves wearing his sister's clothes mm-hmm. and he loves and he also has his hair long yeah. and he's very boyish. I mean, he's not not to say that sexual orientation is it can and can't play a, a part in this is what I'm saying. Yeah. It would be totally cool if you were also effeminate or if you yeah. were gay, but masculine or whatever. Yeah. Um, at this point, he's not uh, exhibiting any sort of homosexual orientation, but he has long, really long hair. He loves loves wearing his sister's clothes while he skateboards. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's like five yeah. and you know, but I'm talking like a, like a, a like a dress. They, yeah. Like a, ma- yeah. Male. A little top and, and a dress, a little skirt. And then even the shoes, little Mary Janes, mm-hmm. he'll wear his sister's Mary Janes while he's riding around on a scooter or while he's skateboarding and stuff. And I just love 
how fluid everything has become yeah. and or you know whether that was always true or not that it's more overt and the kids are parents are sending their kids to school in skirts and obviously bullying is a, still a real issue in schools and um yeah. but i'm so fascinated by that school, like yeah so in, as long as you're not wearing a good shape a t-shirt with a logo on it on your right? head you can, right you can be a girl. as long as it doesn't say night it doesn't have the nike swoosh he can be sarah <laughs> yes, exactly. um but but it's interesting you know his experience of being at h&m and and you know kind of coming to understand like the makeup side of it which is interesting because that brings in an element of an older child like obviously mm-hmm. kids aren't wearing makeup at his age yeah um boy or girl boy no, or girl uh <laughs> but you have hair you know, on your legs then you can wear gloss right gloss only right so but yeah just like kind of coming to understand all of that kind of stuff but i had to prepare him for well he it's sarah's kind of gone gone, go, gone away we never made a big deal about it so we we're just like oh he was like oh i'm sarah and we kind of enjoyed having sarah because she was really quiet and sarah easy to manage. sarah was very quiet He's she was very demure she was and he would be sarah for like hours at a time and like drawing so and he has this little voice and you know and it was like sometimes we'd invite sarah like we were like <laughs> well so where's your sister is she gonna come to dinner with us because be so, yeah but um but she's gone but but for a while <clears throat> when he would wear th- he would be sarah and we we're going toward a, a park or God, something he was just sarah for the full I eclipse know. was that I... one of his la- her last appearances yeah mm, i think she may i think she was around for a couple more weeks after that but okay yeah she kind of and then he said um you know what i just wanted to tell you something i don't think you know but um, Sarah was me. Like I was just pretending to be. He did Sarah. not. He's like, I do have dinner. a sister named Sarah, but she's <laughs> invisible. He's <laughs> like, love she's it. invisible, but I was just being oh her because I was just pretending God. to be her, my invisible sister Sarah. And I was like, that's oh, so interesting. But I had to I say, could not love a child's wear, mind more. Oh, I said, right? you're gonna wear the t-shirt on your head when we go to the park. I'm just gonna let you know because we we're, we're we're walking toward a park and there were like some bigger boys there and I thought, no, okay, I just want to prepare him. Yeah. I didn't want to stop him from doing it if he really wanted to do it, but I said. Those boys are going to think it's a little bit strange that you're you look like a boy, but your name is Sarah, and you have a t-shirt on your head, and you talk like a girl. You can do it. It's like so, and he's like, "Oh, I don't care. I don't care what they say. I'm I'm going to do it anyway." And I was like, "Okay, I'm just I'm just letting you know that they might say something, and it might be hurtful, but we're going to the park." So we started walking, and as closer we got, he kind of like dove into a bush and came out without the shirt on his head. And he's like, "Hey, have you seen my sister over here? Where's Sarah?" Yeah. <laughs> oh, breezy. But then when the big boys left, he went back in the bush and put the shirt on his head. And then all the girls, oh. two minutes later, were like, Sarah, okay, come on. She, you know, so the she, girls were more willing. Were They're more just like accepting. totally willing mm-hmm. for him to be. It's so interesting. Yeah. The whole development of boys and girls. But then that braises another. I don't know. I could talk about ch- child psychology forever. I, mean, I don't even have kids, nor did I study anything <laughs> about it. But that's a, but I find that I'm Doesn't really drawn to that people. stuff. That's certainly true. And telling you how to be a mother, I'm sure. <laughs> In a department store. Um, I'm so fascinated by that too. And there we w- there was a segment that we did before we went live. We did a segment on the um, separation. There's segregation happening in public schools. So like, f- I think there are like something around 500 public schools across the country have introduced this concept of, of segregating boys and girls and teaching them math differently because and teaching yeah. them English differently or just creating an environment where i mean i guess the reasoning behind it is like boys don't feel like they can talk about their feelings when they've read a book because there are girls around or yeah. girls you know the way they learn math has, has a different you know the way their brains work is different and i don't disagree with that physiology i i'm sure that's all very true because we are different well, hormonally and all and developmentally school say that they had a better time at school but i, mean, I but my thing is is that i 
I feel like if you go to an all-girls school or an all-boys school, that's one thing. But if you are going to be separating children within the same school, like, I'm going to go learn girl math now, that just seems like the risks don't outweigh the benefits. I still want to do the girl push-ups, please. But I do still want to do the girl (laughs) push-ups. No, yeah, I I can see. I can see. I mean, again, that's a whole other podcast. I... I did. I got very distracted because I was so interested in boys at, boy like, when I was seven. I said that I used to do a better job in classes in high school if there was a Trying boy I had a crush him. on. Yeah. Yes, I know. I mean, I guess if I had liked a boy who was a terrible student, maybe I would have mm. done poorly. But I don't know. Well, I remember being different people in every class. Like sometimes mm-hmm. I was the brain, and sometimes I was, you know, the, like the smart, yeah, smart yeah. And then sometimes was, I was the class clown, and sometimes I, was, I mean, I had like a different character for which. It makes sense now. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have a different voice to go I, along with each one of those people? <laughs> um, what? So what? When you were in high school, um, was were you fairly poor? I mean, was that still a time at which you got, you guys didn't have a lot of um, money? No, because my mom Bob did really well financially. Your stepdad, which is partly why um, my mom put up with a lot of what happened there. Um, yeah. So hi, hurt your kitty. Yeah. Lucas checking she back in with like, Gray. Uh, um. She won't be ignored. She's just like I know. Correct. Here, here's the paw. Yeah, it's so cute. Um, um, yeah. No, we we definitely like. I started like wearing like Ralph Lauren. I mean, because I was like, wow, you know, money. Let's go to Nordstrom. I mean, yeah, it gets us out of the house all day, so we don't have to be abused. <laughs> and, oh my god! And, but then there was uh. also like a whole lot of secrecy with that because my mom had was still actively drinking, and she would you know we would hide the stuff in the trunk, and then we'd have to like smuggle it in like little by little so that he didn't know that we were buying things. And uh, but it was a big shock because like you know but when I was living with my grandmother and all up until I was 13 you know I was going to the thr- I was trying to make the thrift store really cool it was sort of before the thrift store was cool yeah you know but I would like go yeah I got yeah the 80s store, was hardly a time yeah. where I mean <coughs> excuse me even like the movie pretty in pink was really I remember thinking oh but that's what I do yeah but it came out like I think somehow the age I was it was it's it serves as a good reflection of I think more about what the eighties were, which is like now you can be more affluent and still go to thrift like it's yeah. a hipster thing. Now they sell, but I think in the eighties, yeah, in the eighties when it really was like I mean it, I don't know maybe I mean younger younger girls, please feel free to tell me if I'm incorrect about this, but <clears throat> um. I don't know. It just seems like branding was so huge I in the eighties. So huge. Like you got to have swatch. You got to triangle. Yeah. I would cut it off of like things and like sew it on. Yeah. Like, did you read Dark at the Roots, Sarah Thyer's book? No, oh no. God. But I love Sarah it, oh Thyer. God. I, it's like one of my favorite. I would I just love to have love her on the podcast. But she too, did yeah. this. Oh. I'm gonna yeah. I'm yeah. Sarah and Andy. Yeah. I got to write Andy because I guess me. I know him better. But <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> Um, no, but, but I, um, yeah, she talked about that in her book that she cut off. I can't remember what, what, what brand it was, but she sewed it on some, like, and everybody knew. Yeah. But she, of course, thought that it was, like, really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I would do that. And I would peg my jeans, like, cut them and, like, peg them because, you know, all I could get at the thrift store were, like, high water. Yeah. Bottoms, so how do the, you. The four bell bottoms were cool. Um, how do you. So, yeah. So the thrift store. Yeah. I, I did the same thing. You know, I didn't have a lot of money either. And, um, and it really did become, like what's the next best thing and My it was so transparent me. She, we, about i gave her a present like she <clears> had <throat> a cabbage patch doll which was like oh my god a cabbage patch doll i mean i remember thinking like 30 dollars oh yeah crap. i did i got a, a i got doll. one of the garden patch dolls from kmart which was like 14 dollars, and i should have just put it and that was even on layaway like it took a long time to get the garden patch on doll. 
I would go look at it in the in the <gasps> Kmart. And they're like, oh, there Do it you is. Think that I that makes it. you, but it, but what is something to be said for really appreciating something like that in a way that you don't if you Tech just still like has to save for his toys because yeah. otherwise he doesn't really like value them. You yeah, know? and he doesn't have a whole. I mean, you know, I don't want him to know. We do okay, and I don't want him to know that he could just you know. Yeah, but be frivolous yeah, about really, it. Yeah, he really really. Takes Plus, care he's of, not uh, buying things to make up for being abused. Yeah. <laughs> He gets Let's the actual love instead of stuff. <laughs> Before I cry. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, we don't, I don't mean to be insensitive about this, guys. You guys have, be, have been through some tough podcasts where we've talked about some really hard stuff. The thing about Gray is, if you don't mind me saying, no. is that <clears throat> she'll go down that road, but she's also such a positive person that um, part of it for her, I think, and one of the things that you bring out in me, is this kind of insistence on, you know, I did the work or, you know, not that you ever stopped doing the work, but yeah. when you go through something like that, you've come out on the other side so positive and so wonderful. And, and uh, it's not about disrespecting the, the experiences that you had. And for anybody who's going through something like that or has gone through something like that, please know that we're not... Um, we're not turning up our noses at it and we're certainly not making fun of it because it's hilarious. No. It's just, you know, the, the it's a way of kind of, it's a way of dealing with it and it's also a way of taking away some of the negative power, I think, mm-hmm. a little bit. It's like... Yeah, and, and, and I have to laugh at myself for the way, I mean, well, I... I it's made me who I am today and I'm proud of who I am today, yeah. but yeah, I've been through a lot of, you know dysfunctional stuff like everybody else has. I mean, some of my stuff is worse than others, but, um, and I've been through tons of therapy and child, you know, childhood therapy all the way up until adulthood. And, um, yeah. but, um, but part of it, I, I like relating with other people that have had those experiences in their childhood <clears throat> because it's, it helps me to stick up for myself. It helps me like what we were, we were talking about something earlier about just, um, before the podcast started, Janet and I were talking about just like what I have to, I have to act like I'm not myself to protect myself. Cause I'll just put up with so much. You have to act like a friend of yours telling yeah. yourself like, yeah, would I'm you, about- yeah, you have to sort of, it's true. I think you, there, that happens a lot is, and, and, and I think everyone needs to do this because when you, th- we talk about this, we've talked about this before, but like the advice that you would give to a friend or someone you dearly love so often doesn't match the advice that you give to yourself. Mm -hmm. And the fact that you have to remove yourself from yourself to care for yourself the best possible Mm way says a lot about our society and a lot about, you know, kind of the way we're universally brought up somehow in the American culture. If somebody steps on my toes, I'm like, sorry. Same, 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 same. I apologize just to get through something. I even apologized to my therapist. She was like, you apologize too much. And I go, I do. I'm so sorry. I do too. Oh my God. We are two peas in a pod. I know it. But also if somebody doesn't apologize to me, like if they, you know, walk in front of me or let the door slam, I'm like... (sighs) I can't believe. And then I was like, well, what did you want them to do? Like, what would you, I guess I want them to kowtow. Like, I guess, I yeah, I guess I want everyone I cool. to always feel as worried about what other people think yes, as I do. Yes. Yeah. Um, but, but, yeah, do, anyways, but don't you feel like as you're getting older, about- don't you see yourself? I mean, I, as I've gotten older, I, I, I feel like I care less and less about that stuff. And I feel like I, I spend less time agonizing over a shitty person not mm-hmm. liking me, yep. which is what I used to do. And I, I think know. we, uh, so many of us do that. It's and like Twitter. Oh my God. Like, yeah. I get like, one oh, this at reply. That's like, you shouldn't say that. I'm like, oh, I'm a horrible person. This person is the one person who knows the truth about I me. Know. They found out. How it's did they- so poisonous. I know. I know. Um, well, but, it, but being a mother will help you with that too, because text will just spiral into a downward, like I'm bad. Like, you know, he 
ruined one of the plants in the yard. It, it he, he cut it off. He was like having fun with his sword and there were like leaves all over. And I was like, Tex, that was a new plant. We just put that in. And now there's, and he's like, oh, I'm sorry. And I was like, well, you know, you didn't know. And he's like, I'm a terrible person. I'm sorry. I did a wrong thing. I'm bad. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah, I'm going to have to like scoop him out. But yeah. yesterday he didn't win a prize at this robot thing that he was doing. And I said, it's you know it's it was your first time you didn't you know nobody wins a prize their first time and then I and he's like but I'm bad I'm having a terrible day and I said okay I said you know what I've gone through this I know what you're thinking you have to kind of if you keep going down that road you're gonna it's like a cliff you just like whoa yeah. and he was really riveted and he what loves, feels better does it feel better to feel bad or does it feel better to feel good text you said, like feeling good yes. so let's get you back to that place I said, think about the good things that are happening I said you have a puppy at home you have parents who love you you have food and he's like what's good about having food and I was like, well, some people don't have food. Kids go with, for, and they got on that. Like, kids go for days without food. I mean, oh, no. I too much information. <laughs> but, you know, I was like, I, he loves it when I talk from experience. Like, you know what? That happened to me once. I fell. He likes to hear about what, when I fell or when people were mean to me or, oh, because he had a friend that was being not nice to him. And I said, anybody really want to hang out with this friend? And mm. I, and so one of my friends was not treating me very nicely. And he was like, why can't we see that person anymore? And I said, you know what? That person wasn't really very nice to mommy. And I just don't want to be around somebody who's not nice to me. I want to be around my friends who are nice to me. And, yeah. we have fun with. and so he, I just, I was able to share that with him. And then he finally just said, you know what? I don't want to go to that kid's house anymore because he's not nice to me and I don't want to be around people that aren't nice to me and I was like oh that's so nice but and it is I don't know what something you said earlier just that that came up for me again but just this yeah this idea well the certainly the idea of like we all kind of have that in us anyway I mean look Texas had a beautiful upbringing and he still has the ability to spiral in that way when you add on top of that that what you're accustomed to is someone not respecting you or someone making you feel like you're less than and all of that kind of stuff it's so easy to take that with you for the rest of your life and that and that's kind of what i think gray's saying obviously is that where things like therapy help is that and and, and that you have to exercise the muscle of knowing again how to take care of yourself even if that means what would i tell a friend of mine yeah. and because Al-Anon you have to kind of come back around and go i'm deserving of better than this mm-hmm. so that you can break that cycle of continuing to surround yourself with people who make you feel what's familiar not what's good but just what you know because yes. there's comfort like, in familiarity yes my my when i was in Allen on my old sponsor was like you know you can take someone out of a pile of hot poop and put them on a beautiful mountaintop and it's like the wind's blowing and it's gorgeous but they're like i'm cold and they go back to their pile of crap because it's comfortable and it's theirs and they know it and you know yeah. and so it's hard it's frustrating to see people do that after you've gotten but i always wish that i don't wish that everybody's had alcoholism in their life but i don't know what i would have done without Alanon. it was great for me and i i know people that are struggling that don't have alcoholism in their life but they have but i feel like everybody can relate in some way i remember hearing at a meeting like you know you'll go to you know you'll be in a room full of people who who you know love you but you'll find the one person who doesn't like you and spend the rest of the time at that party trying to make that person like you well what was that thing that you told me you you said that to me you were teased me so mercilessly when we were out shopping (laughs) i just wanted to be able to say that um we went gray came with me to do um uh a show in uh the like morongo casino or whatever with drew carey and 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 ryan styles and those guys and um, janet barney travel service i love it she's like hey and i I was like can i please bring you with me gray i want you to come with (laughs) me and uh, and so we went and and i totally i mean it's so funny the the way 
your the way you remember exactly where you were when things happen you'd think that it was such a small it's such a small conversational thing but i remember it so well because it was one of those great like when someone just gives you that gem of advice and so i remember that we are in the food area like going to the bathroom in the outlet mall on the way to morongo and i was talking about something which i won't get into but i was like oh i think i Let's like that person no, <laughs> i think i was getting i think i was i think i i think that i said this didn't ha- this outcome wasn't what i wanted from this person mm-hmm. and and so i was kind of like grousing about it and then I was like, but I think maybe it was my fault. Like, I, I wonder if I could get a better result if I if I went back to that person and like tried to have a different experience. <laughs> and you and I remember we were like getting like we were walking towards the bathroom. I mean, it's so funny. It's like I, now I remember it. Speaking of thinking of things happening to other people, I remember like I watched it in a movie. I remember like it was a scene of two other girls in a movie. <laughs> And you started laughing and you were like, oh my God, that's such an Al-Anon thing. And will you tell the story? It has something to do with like, you're, you're trying to get to heaven and there's three doors. Oh, and yeah. then will you tell that story? Cause <laughs> yeah. this is what Gray told me. Yeah. It was like, you know, the regular woman goes, goes, you know, to heaven and they give, you know, they, they show her door number one and it has like gorgeous gardens and everything. And, and then they show her door number two and there's just like beautiful clouds and gold pieces and everything. And, and there's door number three and there's an, you know, there's an alcoholic behind it and she just like slams the door on the alcoholic and goes to the beautiful garden but if you take an Al-Anon woman up there she looks at the you know the beautiful garden and you know and and then she looks at the beautiful gold and and clouds and everything and then she you know she sees oh the alcoholic hits her on the head that's what it is yeah 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 yeah. hits her on the head and she goes into the door with the alcoholic because she wants to see why he did that you know (laughs) so good it's so good but that's what i mean that's and and, and to your it point might, about it might have been a better story when i i don't even no, know no, no. that the, the, you it definitely was like you get hit on the head and then you're like well i gotta find out why this person's so mad at me yeah. and that's where you go to spend <laughs> yeah. the rest of eternity yeah. and i and, and but that's but again exactly to what you were saying i'm sure anybody who listens to this you know doesn't have to be about it's not that's not about whether or not someone was an alcoholic in your life or whether or not you go to you you know you ascribe to a particular program like al-anon but we all have that in us we all have that tendency to you know we talk about this all the time in our in all of our lives that thing where you know it takes 14 good things to make up for one bad thing said to you all that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. where you're you become so fixated on the mystery of why someone's cruel to you that you spend all your time thinking about that or trying to fix that or make them like you instead of just like going about your way your merry way i have like a little hope chest in my head which i call it my little mental hope chest like anytime somebody says something nice i try to put it in there and try to remember it it. in the bank i have a i have a folder in my inbox where I drag all of the messages that I get, like my fan, like fan when fans write me emails. If I and stuff. knew more about computers and were smarter than. Oh my god! <laughs> I keep. I ha- I have to keep that stuff. Sometimes I print them out and like fold them up and put them in my wallet and stuff. So when I say guys that your that your comments mean something to me, I don't mean it like it makes me feel like I'm cool. Yeah. I mean that we all have bad days, and if you have <clears throat> someone in your life, whether it's someone that you see every day or someone like, you know, some of you for me, where I've been given the indication that I've touched you in some way or that I've made your life better. That to me, I mean, if I fold up that email and put it in my wallet and then I go to work and someone says, you're, you're shit at this or Mm -hmm. someone hurts me or, or even I hurt someone and I start going down that text road Mm -hmm. of I'm a terrible person. I don't do any good for people. I just hurt someone I care about. Da da da. It's really nice to have that hope chest in your brain or in your wallet or on your email or wherever that you can pull from like, like a, like a resource in a, drought or something you know where you can go 
okay, I'm checking in with this other person that I'm not willing to believe I am right now, but that other person received this beautiful email. Everyone else's opinion means more than mine. (laughs) I mean, that's, I guess, (laughs) slippery too, but... No, but it's true. It's like, I'll believe other people Mm. much more than I'll believe... That's hard too. We're having an option. Pentecostal. Um, (laughs) You just started speaking in tongues. But that's... I know that's tricky too i know you're not supposed to like just rely on what everyone else says about you but to to you form know, yourself but we're social creatures I know. we don't just live by ourselves in the forest telling ourselves that's what we're Twitter awesome is. it's a constant like am i okay am i okay am i funny am i okay am i worthy yeah you know it's like how many faves did i get faved okay then that was stupid i'm deleting it <laughs> nobody loves me but then i go to the place of, uh, you guys are stupid you don't think that's funny you know the whole process of how you're <laughs> going to get over whether or not yeah. someone thought one joke was funny or or by the way just how many people happen to not be on twitter in that moment like you don't even know you have no either idea what's going on or i'm a terrible person (laughs) (laughs) i have to just say really quickly when you were like if i've been in if i've ever been if i've ever you know if you've ever indicated that i've touched you in some way all i was thinking was like what molestation i mean like all i was I should have chosen my words more carefully. I was like, oh, oh, I touched you. Oh, uh, and then I was like, oh, it's sad that that was the first thing. Well, <laughs> we know what we know. Uh, we, we were influenced from a very young age. Um, okay, so uh, this the sort of grim stuff, um, obviously not aside because it's, it's still very much a part of what's going on. But um, on a lighter note with high school... Um, where so what so you wore Ralph Lauren I like to kind of put it in context because you're so stylish you're so stylish now and I'm interested to know when um when you became kind of enamored because I know partly because of your grandmother and 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 in large part because of your grandmother the sort of style that you're into and the music that you like listening to mm -hmm. and you know it's very um specific and fabulous yeah well like I got it into like rockabilly stuff when I was even you know, 11 and 12 just because I my grandma used to sing in big bands and she had like all those great 40s and 50s dresses and you know we listened to a lot of old music and if you think if you think to send me a picture not just of yourself but of your grandmother I'm sure oh, people would love absolutely. to see that on the Facebook oh, page was, did, people thought she looked she looked a lot like Rita Hayworth and so she she would get stopped and you she look caused, like Rita Hayworth she, so she that caused car accidents oh I love you she caused car accidents she loves to tell people that too she's like people a man was riding on his motorcycle and he just crashed into something because I was walking <laughs> <laughs> and she said I fell asleep on a bus and the bus driver said ma'am I have seen a lot of legs in my day, and those are the most beautiful legs I have ever seen. She, oh, she told Rara that if he knew her when she was young, he'd be throwing rocks at me. Oh, my <laughs> God. That's so crazy. She said, do you think she's beautiful? You think she's pretty? If you knew me when I was young, I you'd be throwing rocks at her. I can't believe your grandmother. <laughs> I know. I just want to hug her and smack her at the I same know. time. Oh, my God. I took her to see Shallow Hal, and she bitched and complained. We left, and I was like, what did you think? She's like, <laughs> I don't want to see all those people. Those people. I, she goes. When I go to the movies, I want. I want to see beautiful young people dancing and singing. Oh. She's like, I see those people every day. Well, I see the old people when I look in the mirror. I don't need. To, I don't need to go to the movies to see that. Anyway, um, <laughs> um what was the? Uh, oh, oh yeah, the rockabilly stuff. And then when I moved in with my mom, and we were in this like whole like you know kind of a richy. It was a very like mega churchy Pentecostal type situation then i wanted to look like all those girls and we finally could afford it so i was like looking like everybody else but my style was i mean it wasn't me it was like turtleneck ralph lauren turtlenecks and long skirts also because you know you had to wear skirts and stuff and you know so so specific i guess it's just such a window in 
I just don't get it. I look like a 19. I look like a, you know, like a middle-aged Midwestern housewife yeah. when I was 14. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was like wearing like Cole Haan penny loafers and long Ralph Lauren. Oh, oh Laura Ashley too. Oh God. Oh, and the my. big bow. Did you wear like, like a, a head bow? Yeah, I was going to say like a, oh, I remember. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. I forgot about the bow barrette. Yes. That oh, you would clip so at the nape of your neck. Yes. Oh, gross. Whoa. I totally yeah. forgot about the bow. Wow. I've... I've gone down style memory lane with like so many women at this point and we've never talked about the when bow. When I see cult footage now, I'm like, I had that dress. Oh my God. All that's different is the re- they're wearing Reeboks and I, you know, I had yeah, know, Yeah. <laughs> holy shnikes. Yeah, I can't believe I just said holy shnikes. <laughs> that's a first. <laughs> You're trying to get on Scooby-Doo. Ooh, that's weird. Uh, I would. Yeah, I'd love it because yeah. I love you and I, I love Matt Lillard. Um, he brought us together. So he did bring us together. Yeah. Shout out to Matt Lillard. I know. Um, so, okay. So when did you kind of abandon that and go and, and get back into some fantastic um, Well, once I got stuff? into... Because you had a sweet ass car, like the whole yeah, thing. I, yeah. The car went with the ugly clothes for a little while. I was still... Yeah. I was. I did my first voiceover when I was in high school. Um, and I... It was just a, a Caboodles Beauty Organizers commercial in San Diego. Fantastic. They couldn't find... I was doing a, a Just Say No movie with... Um, Nancy Reagan sponsored. You know, I got to meet her and everything. It was awful. You, you can see it on the that. internet. It's called "Don't Say Yes When You Really Mean No." Oh, please. And I have, like, candy. And Let's get a link like... to that on Pinterest. Stat. <laughs> I'm like, I'm awful. So I'm like, not even a good actress. And I played this like girl named Candy whose mom has alcoholism. Um, and I'm just like, my mom's just gonna let me go to that party. I, I had like a voice on when I was doing it. It was just, it was so bad. Um, we had awful songs like "Just Say." No, 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 no. Just tell him no, 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 no. That clearly yeah. took a lot of time say to write by the, by the composer. Stand up and say it loud. Don't. Okay. Well, mm. um, I don't know why I wasn't famous. At, <laughs> you were getting uh, there. You could rent it's it for free at, at Blockbuster for oh, free. And I don't think anyone rented it. Now I think people actually I heard that it's sort of like gotten sort of like a, uh, what was that? movie that went big that people didn't know they were it was a horror movie the room no not the room it was like oh shoot i can't remember but there's some horror movie that like people people that were in it found out later that people were renting it just for laughs and i I, apparently it's gotten some sort of like a a cult following i'm very excited to see this i can't believe you never told me about this Okay, so and that, and then you would do the, the voiceover. And then I and was then... able to buy a 65 Mustang that was all messed up. And, and me and my mean stepdad restored it. See, he has like these nice things about himself. Well, that's yeah. that's how it works. Yeah. It's usually not as simple People, as like, he's yeah. the devil, done. Yeah, I know, you're right. Yeah, <clears> it's so, more insidious than that. Yeah, so we had some good times listening to the drifters and me handing him car parts, you know, car parts and wrenches and... Yeah, um, did and so, but then, so yeah I got back once I started theater it really saved my life I mean I had done theater when I was like a little girl like I was in you know I was in Oliver and I was in you know um, I was Gloria and Wait Until Dark the little girl who throws the you remember that movie with Audrey Hepburn I with, um, certainly do yes. yeah Alan, was, Alan Arkin yes, and Audrey yes. Hepburn she yep. was Yes. Listen, I'm probably the first person in the world to say Audrey Hepburn was fabulous, but <laughs> I know this is going to set really? me apart and people are going to think I'm crazy, but Audrey Hepburn, she really like had that something. Song where we both like Breakfast at Tiffany's. I know. Oh, oh that's I recall we both kind of liked it. Yeah. Um, anyway, but yeah, so I got into more into like high school theater because I didn't really, I couldn't really find myself in high school. I was like, I did impressions all the time. I, that's, you know, I did Dorothy. I was like, I want to go home. I want to go home. And I am Uncle Henry on front. I would do the whole movie. <laughs> you know, and even at the, re- at the reunion, people were calling me Dorothy, but 
Um, they, nobody really knew. Is that? Writing. I mean, is that? I mean, I know you've probably done said this on other podcasts, but like in, in terms of psychoanalyzing, I mean, it is sort of. Is it about kind of like? I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know how to be the person that I am because there's a lot of stuff I'd have to look at. So yeah. it feels good to sort of try on I other people and be I, someone else. Yeah, it, it's true. And I mean, it's such a cliche. I, I, hate to, I don't want to like. I had trouble because I was scared to death. I had terrible stage fright doing music because yeah. it was raw and it was like me. It wasn't yeah. a character. Yeah. So I literally had to pretend like I, my character A character was, who liked to sing. Yes. Or, mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. I totally get that. Yeah. And I was like a kind of a badass when I was singing. And then as soon as the song was over, I was like, thank you, you guys. Oh my God. <laughs> thank you. They were like, oh, it kind of took me out of it when you were, you know, yeah. Oh, it's so You're still here. <laughs> you like me? Um, yeah. But yeah, no. So when I got into the theater, then I got like, you know, back into the, the red lipstick has never left. It's been nice. there since, yeah. Um, but I started like getting into the costumes and stuff. And I was like, oh yeah, I remember vintage clothes, you know, and they're cheap. And, you know, and I want to distance myself from this you know from sure. Bob and like not take anything from him not my stepdad sure um, and just kind of yeah so I kind of got back in my friend Jennifer McQuaid um, was kind of like the Wednesday Adams of our high school and she kind of took me under her wing and so we would do like we got into like Betsy Johnson and you know like she was mixing a, she up was the a great best, icon the, for that yes. for that whole sort of she's like, the friend that would have been mad if you were at the wedding because she's like my best friend from high school and she was oh, at the wedding yeah. and if she'd seen your pretty little face in those pictures she would have been like who's the hot blonde oh, and why boy. Yeah, I don't want to get anybody no. into a thing she does that she's a fashion blog now still but it's all like it's oh, her, cool. her little fashion blog is called Malcriada, M-A-L-C-R-A-D-A. Uh-huh. What does that mean? Mexican. Malcriada. I don't know. I'm not Mexican enough to know what it means. I think it's like... Can we call your grandmother? <laughs> oh, my God. It would be so funny to call grandma. It would, fall, it would be funny. Should she call your grandmother right now? Yeah. Okay, we're calling Gray's grandmother. Is that on speakerphone? Maybe I can turn up your microphone. Okay, there we go. Hi, Grandma. Who is it? <laughs> it's Gray. It's Gray. Hi. I'm doing this podcast right now. My friend Janet is interviewing me. And so you're on the podcast right now. My goodness, how nice. You are very sweet of you, Aaron. Hey, hey, I have a question for you. What does malcriada mean? Do you know what that means, malcriada, in Spanish? Okay, now say it slowly. I can understand you, baby. Malcriada, M-A-L-C-R-I-A-D-A. Malcriada. Yeah, what is that? I never heard of it, baby. Okay, okay. Well, we're gonna have to make another phone call. I love you. Okay. I. I I called. I, I love you, baby, okay. and I love your. I love your husband too. Tell him to get to work. <laughs> to get to work because I don't like him doing any work at all. That's nice. Okay, I love Grandma, you. Grandma, he, he he produces music back in that studio. That's what he's doing when he's when he's when when he goes back to the garage. That's that's his sound studio. He's working back there. I hope so. I really hope so, baby. You need some money. You need some money, Karen. <laughs> You need lots of money, baby. I, I wish I could give it to you, but I just can't. It's I impossible. love you. I do need some money. Okay. All right. I, I love, love you, baby. Grandma. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay. Okay. That's the, the reason she still calls me Aaron is because she never switched over. Like, yeah. I was Aaron Gray Van Osbury. Then I got married when I was 19 to a Delisle, which I, and then I, so then, then I signed up with SAG as Gray Delisle. Got it. And then that just kind of stuck forever. And she just is like not having any of yeah. that. I get that. I mean, yeah. That, I, I don't know. I still pretty... call friends of mine 
their nicknames from when they were kids, even though they go by their full names now. I can't. I cannot I was get Rinsky. myself to... I was Rinsky. My sister still calls me Aaron, but everybody else has pretty much switched over except for grandma and my sister. But um, my mom switched over quite quickly because she used to call me Gray when I was in trouble anyway, so... It is my middle name. I can't believe I'm about to say this, but we are at an hour seven. Did you used to play MASH? Yes. Um, slam books where people wrote mean things about you in books? I know that. that you know what? That was in Mean Girls, but oh, I never experienced God. that. Oh, that was brutal. M-A-S-H. Okay. Um, we're going to start with the names of three guys. I mean, you can include Jared if you want to, your actual husband, but otherwise it's just three oh, hot God. celebrities or just oh. guys that you would want to marry. Uh, okay, guys. I'm, okay, I'm going to go with the celebrity thing just yeah. so that Jared doesn't Yeah, like the old school days. <laughs> old school days. Okay. Ira Glass, because I have a little crush Adorable. on Adorable. Yes. Okay. Diedrich Bader. <laughs> wow. I've I've worked with Diedrich. <gasps> I have had a crush. And I love it. His wife is lovely. And I'm, she is lovely. I, she is. And this that's is why, pretend you know, world. This pretend, is pretend all world. Pretend. Um, and... Butch Hartman. Who? Butch Hartman, creator of Fairly Unparents. Butch Hartman, it's all creator very of Fairly Unparents. It's very platonic. We okay. Well, you know cute. that you. He's a cutie pie, though. Listen, you're going to spend your whole life with this guy. Might as well pick someone He's got a wife, and she's really nice, too. Okay, let me, okay, let me pick him. Let me pick someone. Someone you don't know. Someone who I don't know. Okay. Um, yeah, because it could be a musician, could be someone who's not even alive anymore, and this is fantasy world. Um, if you wanted to be Ronald Reagan, I'm right, I'll write it down. No, I will not Please. be that. <laughs> Okay. Um, sorry, I'm putting way too much thought into my forever husband imaginarily. Um, <laughs> um, oh, gosh. Uh, Chet Atkins. Okay. Great guitar player. Love it. All the young people who have no idea. Chet Atkins. Love it. Amazing. Um, three uh, different cars. Your, your three different dream cars you could end up with. 65 Mustang. 65 Mustang. Mm. Studebaker Golden Hawk. Studebaker... I'm just putting Studebaker because okay, I yeah, ran yeah, out yeah. of room. Okay. And um, uh, 55 T-Bird. I love it. Which, I love that I couldn't describe had. any of these things if someone asked me what they looked <laughs> they like. Well, you know, they have a little, the little round, uh, round windows on the side. Nope. Don't T-Birds. know. Okay. I'll have to look one up. I'm sure that one will end up yes. on uh, uh, on Pinterest, the Pinterest account. There, oh. are, all of these things will be represented awesome. by Jules. Okay. Will go comb through oh, and find so pictures. I'll be hearing of from Butch Hartman's wife and Dieter Peter's wife. <laughs> nope, Butch Hartman. <laughs> Jules, repeat: do not put a picture of Butch Hartman up there. He is not part of Mash. Okay. Um, three different kinds of pets. Um, a wire-haired dachshund, my favorite kind of dog. Wire-haired Which I just doxy. got a baby one. Schneider. Oh, Schneider. I'll show you his picture. Schneider. Um, a golden doodle, apricot golden doodle, golden doodle, and just a little old Benji mutt. I love, I love a little terrier. Benji mutt. I love it. These are all the, those I can describe. Um, three jobs that aren't the job that you have. Okay. Um, um, I can't, um, God, I can't imagine doing anything I know, that right? I do. Uh, guidance counselor. Guidance counselor. Love it. Um, okay. Stay at home, mom. I don't. I've always. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's really. It's the hardest job you'll ever love, Jane. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to take away. Anything. Um, uh, and Carney, Carney. Oh, I love it. God, these are great. I'm going to be so sad to cross any of these out. Um, what else do I want to put in here? Uh, locations, places to live. Okay, London, England. Love it. Um, San Francisco. Gotta love that. And. 
Oh, hi. Oh, yeah. Oh, hi. If I get like super successful where I can just work once a week. Right. Or just have your studio where they just let you call, like, just send in all of your. I see people though, because I mean, it is helpful. Tell me that I'm. That's right. I'm okay. You can't live in a vacuum. You have to have people. You're going to have to have like a video chat with people just to remind you that you're fantastic. Um, What else should I put in here? Carta. Crap. What else? I always, this always happens to me. I've played this twice, please, in the last 20 years. Um, It feels like there's more. There should be more. Your job, where you live. Oh, how many kids? How many kids? Thank you. Okay. One, two, and three, because I could not imagine going higher than that. Yeah. Okay. um, All right. Don't look. Okay. And tell me when to stop. Stop. Okay. One. Oh, crap. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Okay. All right. So I can, I'm happy to report that this is actually really good. Like everything about this somehow makes sense to me, except for how many kids you have. Yeah. Uh. You live in San Francisco in a beautiful house with Ira Glass. You drive a 55 T-Bird. You have a wire hair doxy, (gasps) but you have three children and you're a corny. Okay, two can be natural. One is definitely, uh, is definitely born in Golden Gate Park, addicted to drugs. And, we, and you know, we got her back on her feet, and she's great. This is fantastic. <laughs> um, okay, that was uh, that was a really great game of mash. That, that. And now we're gonna do the cootie catcher. We'll just do a couple okay. of questions from the cootie catcher. It's pretty much the cootie catcher, though, because I can see it. You're dressed. I know it's true. And I'm the holding floor. now the cootie catcher. I'm holding the microphone between my legs, okay, so mm. that this will work. I mean, she really did such a lovely job. So Isn't that amazing that it's all it. printed yeah. and stuff? There's a picture of this on the Facebook page, I don't guys. I have ever played this as a kid. Like, oh, really? No. Okay. So, so here we go. I didn't know what they were called. That's for sure. I mean, I definitely have made that yeah. thing. Yeah. I've I... never even made this thing. All right. And pick whichever one you want to begin with. Pink. P-I-N-K. And then pick a number. One, two, three, four. Pick one more number. Seven. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And now pick a number. Six. What was the name of your first crush? Roger Moore. Oh. And, and not, not from Double O. Oh. <laughs> no, no. He was a boy, and, and I loved him from fourth grade to... Yeah, fourth grade all the way to eighth grade. And I'm like crazy. And I found him on Facebook before I... I was on Facebook for just a minute and a half, and yeah. I found him. And he has a beautiful wife, and he's in... Construction kind of more dr- he drives really like a construction or something. I don't know, but he still looks good. That's fantastic. He looks like Sean Astin, kind of like oh, Goonies nice. era. Goonies yeah. era. Yeah, yeah. Remember when I saw Goonies? I was like, oh my god! Was like, Did he ever like you back? Was he the same we age a, as you? We had a very brief moment, like when mm. he was dating all the other girls in school. You know, like I he made I got it to you turn. finally in rotation. We held hands at the. Um, the uh, assembly Roger Moore yeah. don't mind if and I then do I found out we were broken up you know when you find out oh, when you're God, little you're like oh we're not break yeah. we're going we're going together and then we were broken up uh, green g-r-e-e-n who had a greater influence on you your family or your friends my family yeah. yeah, yeah, both good and bad. Yeah, I've got a great family. I really do. I mean, we're wacky and everything, but like, you know, they're wacky and crazy and great. Yeah, 
I don't think I'd really change them either. Like, uh, I, we've gotten to a good place. I love <laughs> that we called your grandma. I've never done anything like that on the podcast before. She's so, I love, like, She's oh, baby, cool. you're so smart. I love it. And that's the great thing about my grandmother. That's why my self-esteem is okay after all yeah. the, she made me feel like, I was great no matter what anybody said. Yeah. It might have like overinflated my, you know, but I feel like you need that as an actor because you're going to go out for the rest of your life and feel, be told that, that you're, you're not, not good, good enough. enough. Exactly. Yeah. And I just had this false sense of security that I just thought, I don't care what anybody says. I know I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. So my grandma said so. And yeah, you know, I yeah. love that. Great. Um, this has been such a pleasure. Uh, Tex is going to be here any minute. We're at a minute. Uh, we we're at an hour 17 and we're going to, Oh, and the doorbell oh, rang. Um, do you want to, should I, will he, should I, oh, pa- I'm going to pause it and then we'll see about um, having text on for a sec. Okay. But this is, this is us with text because text just got here and we're getting ready to go eat pretty soon. But we wanted to see if text wanted to say hi really quick. What would you tell people? What do you want people to know about you? Uh, I don't know. What do you want people to know about your mom? She's pretty. She's really pretty, huh? That's the most important thing. I'm teaching him really nice things. Uh, It's true. All right, we're going to go eat something. Uh, He's a big wolf. He's a big uh, Scott Scott and Tex are meeting for the first time, and... um, and we had a lot of special guest stars on this podcast. So this has been a real delight. I got to start charging for this thing. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for listening. And uh, please uh, send in your comments and um, follow Gray Delisle on Twitter. So I'm not getting paid for this. You're so. not getting oh, paid for okay. this. Well, we can talk about it. Okay, we'll talk about um, it. But the answer is no. That's weird. Uh, and uh, we'll see you next time on the podcast. As always, the JV Club theme song is Before We Were Brittle, courtesy of the amazing Say Hi. Now leaving Nerdist.com.